friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode at Fort Worth Roots. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by ShopGWDistrict.com. With over 110 black-owned businesses listing their merchandise, they're going to have something you need, something you want. Go check it out. That's ShopGWDistrict.com. Our guest today is the host of the Emergency Exit Podcast. They also have the Rewatch Party and From the Left Hash, which is a sports show. Rewatch Party is where they break down movies. All really good content. You're going to want to check this out. You can find it at emergencyexitpodcast.com or on your individual favorite podcast platform. Please give it up for our guest today, Brandon Mitchell, also known as the Hard Hat Mitchell. Thank you all for being here. Let's start the show. There was a huge influx in um, podcasters. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't have anything to do. Might as well start a podcast. Oh, man. Like, uh, <laughs> I just read something the other day that, I mean, during this COVID shutdown, the last nine, 10 months, there's been like an additional half a million podcasts started. Mm-hmm. It's like, man. Now, I mean, how many of those are actually going to go the distance and keep going? You know, who knows? Yeah. But that's a lot of goddamn people. Yeah. And yeah. podcasting, like, I love it. You know, I've been doing it for four years. Oh, I, wow. okay. I was a, a huge fan of mm-hmm. just listening to them for a couple of years before that, working like overnight or something. Yeah. Music gets old. Like, I want to sure. learn something, yeah. you know, and that's the beauty of uh, podcasting is that it's, it's like found time. You know, you can right. still absorb that information and still do stuff in your day. Whereas like reading a book, as much as I love to read, mm-hmm. you can't read and, and you know, cook and clean yeah. at the same time. Right. So it's very efficient. And if there's one thing you should be, it's efficient. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got kind of a similar story then because I, I, same thing. I'd listened to podcasts for years, loved it. And uh, of course, I had my favorites, but I would just devour hours and hours of content. And I was, uh, you know, either I'd be uh, by myself, I'd ran my own business for a while, and I'd just have a headset on and listening to, to podcasts all day. And then I ended up getting an hourly job driving a truck. And oh, that's the best time. Yeah. Driving. So, yeah. For sure. And uh, I think it's episode 11 with Donnie Bovian. We kind of go into the analytics back in, man, I don't, I want to say maybe September. No, I had to be before then. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's episode 11 and we go into the, the, the current analytics for podcasters. And uh, he mentions that the number had gotten to like 2 million podcasts worldwide mm-hmm. back, you know, months ago. So there's no telling what it's at now. But before that, like I think at the start of 2020, there were 880,000 on Apple. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then it just exploded. Yeah. But like you said, how many will stick around? Who knows? But another thing Donnie said was, you know, there's 4 million books that get published every year. 4 million. 4 million. Does that stop an author from writing another book? No. So, hey man, you got to suck. Don't to let be it good. discourage you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, some people might just get bored with. It. They want to just try it and see what it's about, mm-hmm. and then some just might get get the bug and yeah. you know find something that that sticks. Right. Um, like I I met Carlos at a at a at a house party. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he had he had just started. Is that the Holy Mexican? No, that's not the Holy. Mad, that's the other guy. That's Los. He's the one that's always that's right. Okay. <laughs> uh, he he's the he's the very bearded one. Whereas David okay, is more yeah, yeah. just a little yeah. bit of mustache and whatever. Um, met him at a, at a house party and he had just started the podcast. I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, I love, you know, what, what is it? And I looked it up and just started listening. Yeah. You know, he was only a couple episodes in. 
uh, very, very crude and all that. But mm-hmm. I've also, I'd also listened to shows that had just started out or go way back in their catalog. Right. And you listen to their first 10 versus their, you know, 110, yeah. 200. And yeah. it's like huge difference. Night and and day. it's, it's yeah. cool seeing that, that transition as you get better. Right, right. Um, and just started kind of interacting and uh, made a guest appearance and kind of never, ever left after that. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like he's putting them out weekly. Yeah, we're doing, we do three shows a week. Yeah. And then... Uh, you kind of stay out of the camera on that. I yeah, I'm not used to being on this side of the camera. Yeah, Brandon Hardhat. Is yeah, that Brandon the Hardhat Mitchell. I, yeah. do, uh, I do construction. Yeah. And so that's where yeah. the, the Hardhat comes from. Well, before we go in any further, the name of that show is Emergency Exit Podcast. That's correct. And that's uh, where Brandon and you said Carlos and then what's the other gentleman's David. name? David. David, the holy Hispanic. Yeah. And I, I guess you'd kind of... Maybe uh, define it as a libertarian uh, news talk yeah, it's show. Yeah, news kind and of politics, and uh, we've it's uh, it is. To, I mean, it is libertarian based in the sense that we we're equally critical on both sides, or at least try to be. Right. You know, when one side does something shitty or fucked up, you know, we try to call it out. And same with the other side. Obviously, you know, people have their biases. Right. Uh, I think David sides a little more to the to the right. Sure. I, I wouldn't say full <laughs> Republican, but yeah. you know, he's still. Hey, you know, if what you want to do doesn't affect me, I don't really care. Yeah. I may not agree with it, but I'm not. Hey, you're free to do it. Carlos is yeah. probably more siding with the uh, the libertarian side. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, we just try to be equally critical and. One important thing that we really try to emphasize is conversation mm-hmm. and debate. And hey, it's okay to disagree with somebody for sure. You know, especially on stuff like politics because it's all opinion based. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants everybody to succeed. It's just how how do you want that? What does that look like? What is what's on that path? Um, and we try to promote that and diversity of thought, which yeah. is one of those weird things you know everybody's all about diversity in the workplace and and all this other stuff but, but not in conversation but diversity of thought is is strangely overlooked mm-hmm. you know who is the uh, libertarian y'all had on and i can't remember ted brown recently was, well yeah recently it was ted brown he was running for uh congress district 46 right. yeah i think i mean i might be wrong mm-hmm. on that but yeah he was running and didn't didn't quite make it I love that episode because you guys are just like you said. It's it's okay to disagree. Mm-hmm. Your host or co-host or whatever he is was just tearing him apart. Oh no! Okay, <laughs> Which, no, you that know, one. We that was that was Elliot Sherman. Oh, okay. he was okay. He was running for uh, Houston uh, Cong- or U.S. Congress uh-huh. out of Houston District Six. Yeah. against Dan Crenshaw. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that's the okay. one. Yeah, that's he's the, one. the more recent uh, Elliot Sherman, and yeah, he. But that's kind of what he wanted to because he wanted to see like how he could think on his feet, yeah, and still maintain like, hey, is this guy a true libertarian mm-hmm. or is he just going to kind of cave and, yeah. you know, and yeah, there was some disagreement there, but it, um, but it was okay because you know he he did a good job of like really being aggressive with him and then you know rounding it out with it's okay for us to disagree and you softened it a little bit before yeah. he got off the air. But yeah, there for a minute, you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. I, <laughs> Which is cool. It's cool that, you know, it's invoking some emotions and yeah, getting, I mean, getting some the points way, across. Yeah. The way that everybody's so emotionally charged with politics, which I don't understand. Yeah. Why do you let something just have emotional control over you? you like you come you to can, my parents' house for like family dinner sometime yeah. it's insane Man, uh, yeah. <laughs> ooh, 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 i can only imagine uh you know i heard i read it uh something that uh 
Thanksgivings were something like 20% shorter uh, where there were political differences this year. Sure. And I mean, hey, I get that. Makes plenty of sense. (laughs) I think what happened to us is for, you know, all of modern, I mean, very modern, very recent history, the news has always been kind of, you know, uh, honorable and uh, Mm -hmm. distinguished. And, you know, they would provide the information and then let everybody else make their own decisions. And I think some of that was that they didn't want to come off as left or right or, you know, conservative, liberal, whatever. They wanted to be fully encompassing for for all of their audience. Mm -hmm. Right. So so for for I don't know. What would you say? When did Fox News show up? Oh one, oh two, something like that. Uh, I mean, until probably. Fox News showed up, I feel like that's kind of the the mark where things started getting a little more left right. Lines were drawn in the sand, but before that, there was a, a big emphasis on integrity. Yeah, and so all of the people that grew up in that time frame expect what the news says to be the news. I mean, it's 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 almost. I, I, it's you wouldn't fa- so much it's, question it because it's you knew it had already been, you know, vetted and confirmed right, and right. researched. Yeah, so, so I, I think I think people that you know kind of grew up and developed in that time period are having trouble understanding that you know it's TMZ now. It's all it's clickbait. You know, they want yeah. they want to be the first and not right. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, we're we're seeing the difference here yeah. because they'll put stuff out that you know two days, three days later has been proven to be completely fake and, and if they redact not, it it's you know a footnote yeah page 46c right you know just a tiny asterisk and i mean let's be honest who reads that nobody <laughs> nobody if they even you know redact it at all yeah how would you find it sure yeah. but so, it gives them the leverage to say oh no we you know we we fix that so yeah because i mean there used to be a times what was it where like the new york times was like the highest like you knew if they were saying it it had been like very critical of its right. source and broke it down and now it's not quite the same anymore. Yeah, and yeah. and nobody's really picked up the uh, the banner for integrity. Nobody's trying to uh, champion that movement. You know, there there's a couple of networks that seem to be, but the 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 sad truth is nobody cares. Nobody really cares about integrity anymore. They yeah. just want their easy to digest bullshit headline yeah, that, that they can use as a talking point later that confirms their beliefs because yeah. so you know, yeah they can't reinforces their bias yeah, yeah and that's all it takes and that that's where the diversity of thought comes in like I, I i just see it for what it is and don't understand how can you pick and choose what you want to be to be right like mm-hmm. it's it's either right or it's not you can't say oh yeah that's good that's good that's good we need diversity in this we need this many people on this board because they're you know this skin color this race this you know identity it's like all of that like i I don't see the the point of that if the person's fit for the job they're fit for the job you're trying to match you're trying to meet a quota or a number i I don't i don't see how that's beneficial on anybody yeah well hopefully more conversations like this will kind of i don't know break people loose of that idea that everything's got to be a headline everything's got to be a left or a right issue you know I think these long form conversations are important and you're seeing a lot more of that. And you're uh see Chris Jordan, I had him on last week. I oh, you might um, have heard that name before. Yeah, I I've HC I've, Universal. I've been on his show okay, a, a cool. time. Yeah, yeah, he's uh he's a good guy. Yeah. I've I've actually 
uh, when I've had some some tech issues, mm-hmm. he's usually my my go to. He's a man. wild man, dude. He's he's a great guy. He's never led led me wrong. Apparently, he's got some kind of conspiracy theory about bananas that we're gonna get into next time. Oh, yeah, we we just. I don't gotten, know that I'm familiar with that one. <laughs> I don't know either. We just came off of like six different rabbit trails, so I was like, we'll, we'll talk bananas next time. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good guy. I look forward to Chris, listening if to that one. Yeah, if Chris, if you're listening, man, we can't wait to have you back. I, I was asking Chris about this, and I'll ask you too. Like, I, I, I wanted to, to kind of break open Austin and, and kind of talk about things and, you know, kind of steer away from the general, like, oh, Austin's this or Austin's that. But maybe there's like, you know, you've got this favorite place that you like going to or you take people whenever they come from out of town to this one spot or you've got a restaurant that you really like hitting up or maybe a favorite venue or right. stuff like that, like really specific stuff, like yeah. stuff that people wouldn't care about. Uh-huh. That's what I want to know. Okay. You care about the stuff that people don't care about. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 Somebody's got to care about something. The really right? personal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, Where do you do geez. your laundry? Yeah. At home. <laughs> <laughs> um, venues. Uh, man, it feels like it's been so long since I've been to a, to a concert. Right? Yeah, it has been. Uh, I mean, Austin's <laughs> got, got a lot of places that, hell may not even be open by the the end of this that like it may not make it yeah. but i mean stubs is obviously kind of top of the list um and where is stubs located stubs is located right downtown uh right across from the well maybe not right across from the police station but it's on 11th so off of mopac no no close to like or is that a block or two from 35 okay yeah yeah you're still new here yeah yeah that's right <laughs> 35 uh, yeah i mean there's a lot of you know good venues you know clubs on, you know sixth street in that immediate surrounding mm-hmm. area uh for shows um i mean we just we got the the coda the racetrack they got a nice amphitheater out there for larger what, are they, what are they racing is this horses uh formula one. Oh, really yeah. they got a formula one track here yeah they could have one in Dallas too. I don't know. I don't think they do. I think <laughs> Dallas Fort Worth just has Texas Motor Speedway. Yeah, we do have that. Fort Worth, yeah. I've been so there. Formula One's here. Yeah. Okay. And it was a big thing when they came here a couple couple years. Maybe it was more than a couple years ago. But relatively new, huh? And within the last seven, eight years, I say. Because Formula One has typically been like a European thing, right? I mean, it's, yeah. I'm, I don't know. We're that all they, NASCAR here. Yeah, I don't uh, know that they had um, a Formula One track in the states. I think that, I know there's one in Mexico City. But I can't think of it, and I'm not a Formula One guy, so right. I'm talking out of my ass here. Formula in. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, I've never seen a race out there. I'm not really a race car kind of guy. Yeah. Like they're cool, they go fast. I yeah. can admire them for the machines sure, that they sure. are, but you know, I get bored after three laps or yeah. something, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, they got a good amphitheater out there. Um, what else? I mean, I, where do you go for Mexican food, man? Oh man, there, there. It depends on where you are. This side, you know, in in town. But so I found Flores. It's right here on two ninety. Okay, I don't think I've had that. The more authentic the building is, mm-hmm. you know, that's not a brand new like kind of thing. The more worn and aged that it shows, mm-hmm. the better the food's going to be for sure. And if you have trouble ordering because you don't speak Spanish, like you know, it's going to be good. Yeah, like. Don't be afraid to go into that Mexican food place that's like, you look at it and it's like, oh man, kind of, no, it's going to be good. I got a translator on my phone, man. I'm not scared to yeah. go into a place like that. I got it. I'll figure it out. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, I know you're near, uh, where, where are we? We're at 290 and Nutty Brown or 290 and Nutty Brown's 71. a good venue. Uh, for yeah. music, I've I've never personally seen a show there, but it's uh, I bitched about this last episode, ones. but I'll tell you what happened. I I 
I knew that their tickets went fast because that mm-hmm. place on Friday and Saturday night is always packed. Yeah. Always. They've got overflow parking. They've got a cop out there. I mean, it's it looks busy. You know, this is not a dead venue. And since they got an outside thing going on, I'm sure it's one of the it. few that are getting used. Yeah. So, you know, I'd go by the marquee and like, oh, damn, those are some big names, you know. Mm-hmm. and um, Surprisingly big names for a, a right, yeah. small venue. Yeah. I don't want to say it's small, tiny, but compared to what some of those big names right. are playing. Yeah. So I'm going by the marquee one day and I see Bill Burr's name up there and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> so I immediately, I get online and I pull it up and I'm like, oh man, the tickets don't go on sale till Wednesday, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, I got this. Wednesday, boom, buy the tickets. I call my friend, I lace him up. I'm like, hey, Cody, we're going. So whatever you got to do, whatever you got to tell your wife, you're coming here. We're going to go Bill Burr. It's going to be great. Yep. Lots of fun. We love Bill Burr. It's going to be good. So Wednesday rolls around. I get really busy with work. And then about 4 o'clock, I think they went on sale at noon yeah. on Wednesday. 4 or 5 o'clock, I get online to buy the tickets. Mm-hmm. None. Sold out. Oh, I bet it sold out. All four shows. Yeah. Damn, four shows? Four shows, completely sold out. Ooh. Had not been up for sale for more than six hours. Yeah. And, I believe it. You know, Bill Burr. Sucks. Was he with uh, was I'm he with upset. Rogan or was it just? Him? I don't think so. I think okay. it was just a Bill Burr thing. But I'm sure they hung out. I'm sure they went and right picked him up in had his some helicopter Chewies or something. <laughs> Chewies Burr. overrated. Don't. You know what? The one in Fort Worth, that Chewies, it's on the menu at least once a month. It's yeah. really good. And yeah. I got down here and I'm like, oh man, this is where Chewies is from. It's going to be great. <laughs> went to the one here closest to where I'm at and. It's no bueno. I always get the chicka chicka boom boom. Mm-hmm. You ever had that? Mm-mm. It's a little spicy. It's hard to deal with the next day, but it's really good. No bueno. So I didn't only like so it. so this time. Yeah, I wasn't too impressed. So, and I'm, I'm like, a, I gotta have Mexican food once a week, or I start freaking out. Yeah, I need it. Mm-hmm. It's part of my DNA from West Texas. Being a Texan, yeah, <laughs> gotta have it. You gotta get those tacos, something, uh, anything. I just haven't found a place. I'm like, this is my spot. This is my place. And Flores is, like I said, it's okay. But every time I go in there, I feel like I'm bugging them. You know, like, hey, <laughs> can I get a table? They're like, I guess. I did yeah. find this. Uh, I was surprised it was open. I've gone by it maybe a dozen times. There's a sports bar across the street. Is it? Uh, is it the league? It might be. That okay. doesn't sound right, but that might be it. And they have some incredible chicken wings. It's right next to GNC in this little... Yeah, shopping center. I've uh, the company I work for. We've done some work. Really, uh, the is it Roaring Fork, uh-huh. Three Forks, whichever one is right here across from us, because the other one's downtown, and it's definitely not yeah. that one. Uh, Casa Garcia. I was I just Casa pulled Ga- it up. Garcia. Yeah, it's uh, William Cannon from here is is a pretty good Mexican food spot. Okay, so I've got I think it's probably 10, 12 so minutes. I won't forget. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go, and there, there's a couple of them. So really, wherever you are in town, I'm close to one up north, mm-hmm. and I mean it, it's my go-to. Okay, you know, uh, my girlfriend and I we just recently uh, bought a couch and we went to congratulations. Casa Garcia. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's serious, right? When you buy a couch together. Oh my god! But it, yeah. it's a nice couch. It's a nice couch. <laughs> um, but it was like, let's Slow go down, get some. Honey. Yeah, I was like, let's go get some margaritas, and I was like, Casa Garcia is right over here. I found out that H E B here is not nearly as cool as H E B up in like the DFW area because we don't have HEB up there. Yeah. So there's like one or two. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, it's, it's kind of like a special thing down here. HEBs are more like Walmarts or Albertsons. I mean, they're everywhere. Well, Albertsons, I don't, I don't think there's any more Albertsons in Austin. They, they've been dying for a long yeah. time. I remember there used to be one that we would go to sometimes, but yeah, HEB is definitely uh, grown with yeah. the HEB plus plus. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it's my go-to, but yeah, once you get what, I guess North of probably Waco, H-E-B no, no kind of disappears. Yeah, it like, becomes a rare commodity. Uh, 
Tom Thumb, I think, is popular in, in Dallas. Uh-huh, and y'all got Randall's here. Yeah, we got Randall's. Yeah. Um, which, Randall's, surprisingly, don't don't sleep on Randall's. They've... No, I went in there the other day, and I was I was excited. Yeah. How old are we talking about grocery stores? Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, I'm 32, <laughs> so, but, I mean, grocery stores... Yeah, that's that's a sign of age, right? Gotta there. get your food, man. So <laughs> yeah. but I'm I'm smack dab in the middle of two H E Bs. If I go that way, mm-hmm. if I if I go into uh Austin, like mm-hmm. seventy one and two ninety, I gotta buy bags. If I go the other way, I don't have to buy bags. <laughs> so which one do you go to? I go to the one I don't have to buy bags. <laughs> so it was really and I you know, I try really hard not to be like that asshole, but I'm at this H E B. I just got here. I think I'd probably just moved into this apartment and I walk into this place, my first experience in Austin. I haven't interacted with anybody. I'm there picking up just a few things. And uh, I think I probably had 15 to 20 items, something like that. Mm-hmm. This is important for the story. Anyway, uh, so I, I, you know, doing the thing, got my card, I'm paying for it. And she goes, Do you want a bag? And I look back at this belt of shit, you know, like, st- I mean, yeah. Do I want a bag? And I look at her like, I misheard her. So keep stalling long enough for my brain to catch up with what she's actually asking me. So I'm like, do I want a bag? You know, which which is something an asshole would say. But yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I'm just stalling for time. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it's Letting just, the wheels I'm, catch I up. can't. I'm like, there's no, I'm, I'm waiting too long. Like it's getting uncomfortable, but my gears aren't, I can't figure it out. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Do you want a bag? And I'm like, I'm going to need like eight bags, you know? <laughs> I, this is not a one bag thing. So I'm obviously I'm missing something. I'm like, yeah, I might want like eight bags. <laughs> She's like, okay, well you got to pay for them. I'm like, uh, I'm not paying for a bag. Uh-huh. Like just very matter of fact. And she's mm-hmm. like, okay. Like she's just like, okay, have fun carrying it. <laughs> no, no, no. She gave me the bag. Oh, she gave it and to she you. didn't charge me for them. <laughs> and she was like, just so you know, like that's, you know that's, that's a thing that's how here. we do it here cowboy. I, I was like yeah right yeah there i go again with my self-righteous bullshit yeah uh, were you wearing cowboy boots when you no, said that i don't I dress mean... like a cowboy either. i just i don't know i guess i was putting that persona off that day i don't know or um, I've just been an asshole yeah just an asshole <laughs> i really do try to keep the lid on it because i think if if left to my like natural uh inclinations i'm just i'm a prick but it's so much easier. I try so hard to not to be. Yeah, no, I, I have the same same problem. Like when I say stuff, a lot of times it's just very matter of factly, like without right. any yeah. emphasis put on like how it's going to be interpreted as far as like sympathy or mm-hmm. emotion. It's just very. Where do you think you got that from? I know where mine came oh, from. Oh man, um, I don't know. I was. I mean, tw- well, obviously, probably upbringing. Yeah. Um, just i mean i kind of had to grow up pretty quick yeah so maybe that's what it was i was 12 years in the military so it it just i mean from the age of 19 so i you know i there you gotta have thick skin you know yeah it's just constantly guys just busting each other's balls all day all the time all day (laughs) nothing comes out of somebody's mouth that's not sarcastic or something so that's just that's my baseline yeah so i have to operate like below that like and it's all hard. the time yeah, yeah because it takes conscious effort and when you just let that guard down people think man he's a fucking asshole and you walk around talking like, to you. oh that was a good conversation i had and they're like man fuck this guy yeah man i'm not kidding <laughs> anytime i get to like a yeah. new environment like I- well and then uh also working construction like i've done construction maintenance um i i used to work on on aircraft around you know okay. all that around former military yeah. people so like Whatever. i mean it just didn't help 
you what know. What airframe did you want? Uh, C-130s. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Okay. I've got my uh, my AMP. Oh, man. So that's cool. In okay, my so past life, that's that's what I did. I worked on rotary wing for uh, DOD, but I didn't have to have my AMP. Well, military. Right. right. But yeah. I mean, it was I, it was on the civilian side, but oh, okay. I, I was dual status. Well, I didn't have to have my AMP for my work, but uh-huh. it, it, it was a pay raise yeah. and validity. Dude. So, well, I still might get my AMP because I have my ticket. So really? all I have to do is, I think, take the written, the uh, practical, the oral, and practical. The oral. Yep. So, and then I'd have my A and P. So it seems like something For I should definitely worth. do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's good to have endorsements, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a, a bad thing. I mean, I worked, you know, doing all that for a couple of years and I was in Waco and moved back to uh, to Austin and I mean, just haven't picked it up back since. Yeah. Did you specialize on a certain thing or? Uh, engine modification. Uh, specifically, I did um, engine mods, oil cooler mods for the the engines on the C-130s for the Compass Call program. Okay. Um, I'm not familiar just, with that, but I'd It's uh, electronic warfare. Okay. Uh, the flying radar jammers, essentially. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was my main thing, but I did, you know, other small repair work, you yeah. know, in between doing those engine mods. But, um, okay. I mean, at any one point, I had, you know, 12, you know, engines kind of under my my work right one time waiting on one part or another or an inspection yeah like you're you're fucking you made me work overtime to get this shit done and i'm waiting three days for an inspector right (laughs) thanks a lot you have pc uh yeah production controls and they're tapping their foot and you're like shut up yeah Uh, uh, qa quality uh, assurance you know oh you tagged this wrong we got a dog he's like come on man the tag's there. Uh, I enjoy the challenge, though, you know. And my, my claim to fame, and this is actually something that I, I probably shouldn't bring up too often because it will get me in trouble someday, but I I got approval for it, and, you know, nobody could be mad at me because I got all the right people to say yes. I was working on the flight line one night, and this is overseas, and uh, this this particular bird had been decommissioned, we'll just say, and, yeah, Um they needed the telcone removed from the uh, uh, transition section mm-hmm. on the helicopter so that they could st- uh, store it inside the, the cab of the helicopter and then transport it, right? Have to take this telcone off. And one of my guys is in there trying to remove rivets. And I'm, I'm on a time crunch. And all my other guys are stopped with what they're doing until this guy gets done because of like the nature of the task. You know, mm-hmm. Everybody's got to be clear. So I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is going to take all night. I've got a whole list of things that I have to work off before the shift ends. I said, man, can you just take a sawzall to this thing? <laughs> he's like, he just looks at me. He's like, what? I'm like, just cut it off. No one's flying this thing ever again. Let's just cut it off, get it in the cab and be done. He's like, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not a problem that's for a me. That's a lot easier like, for me. And like somewhere in this exchange, I'm like, let me go get approval first because this sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. So I go up to the... You just have to convince somebody else of exactly, your bad idea. Put it on them. So I go find the NCOIC for the flight line and he directs me to somebody else. Anyway, I talk to like four or five different people that are well above my pay grade and they're they're all like integrally part of the flight line or they're that's their aircraft yeah. or something. Anyway, they all sign off on it. I'm like, Cool really you're gonna let me do this like i'm looking at him like i'm not kidding i'm gonna do this anyway (laughs) for anybody that's never been in aviation this is not a normal thing like it doesn't matter what status the bird was on like taking a sawzall to an airframe is never okay ever ever so 
anyway we do it we cut that thing off and i mean it was <laughs> it took every bit of like two minutes yeah <laughs> said what were y'all having to drill out every rivet and oh yeah just yeah. i'm sure fucking sealant yeah. yeah. So we just cut it. I mean, two minutes max. The yeah. sheet metal guy, the look on his face, he's never been happier in <laughs> well, his yeah, life. He's, sheet metal guy. he's always wanted yeah. to do this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and he's, his arms are shaking like Looney Tunes going back and forth. Every time he'd catch like a rib or something, <laughs> shake him to death. So anyway, we get that off. Everything's fine. We get cleaned up. I got all my tasks knocked out for the night. I go and I'm uh, bedding down for the evening. And somebody comes into my room and they're like, Hey, Sergeant Turner. I'm like, somebody better be dead because you're waking me up. I only have like four hours before I have to be back. He's like, yeah, the uh, uh, first sergeant wants to see you. Uh Uh-oh. I'm like, shit. I already know what it is, but I mean, I wrote down names, phone numbers, everything. So whenever I go in there, I'm like, these guys here, they they tell me I should do it. They didn't say I couldn't do it, which is the important oh, thing. Oh, dude, the, the, the yelling and the, 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 the red faces with the bulging veins in people's heads that just, I mean, just so upset. Everybody was so upset. So anyway, like I said, that's probably not a story I should go around bragging about because it, you know, it's not okay. <laughs> but we were just at the end of our rope and I needed a, I, I needed a win. Throwing so. ideas out there. <laughs> And no one, no one told you no. <laughs> Nobody told me no. Yeah. Man. Did the shit come down on directly on you or? Well, that was really the last I heard of it. I mean, they they put me okay. in front of the commander. They put me in front of the first sergeant. I just started name dropping. Like, well, this guy, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. So anyway, You're I loved Air aviation, Force, man. Army, army. Yeah. Okay. Blackhawks, Nooks, and Apaches, and nice. uh, man, it was a lot of fun. Learned a lot of things. Uh, got to meet a lot of awesome people yeah and yeah i i can't believe that i walked away from aviation but i needed to get out and do try try my own thing you know Mm -hmm. and uh i know that if i go back into aviation i'll never find a position that was as sweet as the one i had i had a great group of guys that i was working with yeah so and actually just recently uh one of my really good friends took a position same kind of deal but up in uh denver or not Denver, uh, Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. And he offered me a, he didn't offer me. He suggested that I should apply. I should, I should restate that in case he's listening. He probably yeah. will be. He, yeah. did not, he didn't offer me a position. He, he suggested I should apply. Ah, um, encouraged you strongly. But it, it wasn't for a mechanic spot. It was going to be, you know, PC side, you know, scheduling things and getting parts and moving things around on a, on a board. So yeah, I was like, ah. Lose my interest there. Like I'm going to be in there working on yeah it, i need know? to get my hands dirty yeah so can't can't have clean hands at the end but of the i miss day. it i miss aviation yeah you know? it's definitely a a, some, a scratch that can only be itched by aviation yeah. like i i still you know i hear a plane and i'm looking up, oh yeah you know i'm yeah. like oh that sounds like a helicopter and the guys i work with and be like how do you know i'm like nerd you just, you just know <laughs> yeah and i'm just like whatever i don't give a fuck yeah like yeah a lot of the last few jobs we've been we've been like uh right in the um I guess the runway line of Georgetown airport. So there's, okay. and there's a couple of flight schools up there. And so they're doing touch and goes all day. Nice. And what does their know, school use? Um, I've seen some details, uh, some Pipers, a lot of Cessnas. Yeah. Like, you know, one seven twos, one fifties. Yeah. Um, I see a, like a Mooney from time to time. Really? I, I like those. Um, nothing too, too crazy. Yeah. I learned on a one seven two, man. I, 
I was so close. I almost had my license, and then I just ran out of time and money. Yeah, I yeah. ran out of money as well. I, 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 <laughs> Did you get I to was, your solo? No, I never quite got soloed, but after like a couple lessons, and I mean, I just really took to it. The instructor was like, man, like you just got to grasp the radios a little more, and I'd, I'd be cool with you soloing already. And I'm Damn. like, all right. So I, I just get a little you know nervous when yeah. it came to that part and just you know making things clear and concise i mean but it's just practice yeah it you makes know. you nervous because you know everybody's listening and everybody's it. a professional That's so you it. don't want to screw up and, yeah and sound know. sound like a jackass and be like hey guys listen to this guy in the cessna <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah so yeah i mean that's exactly it um so from the left uh from the left hash though that's a sports podcast yeah sports base sports news um they were on a, on a hiatus for a little while because of COVID, and mm-hmm. you know one of the guys didn't. He was like, "Well, maybe we should just kind of kind of hold off." And yeah. you know things kind of panned out the way they have, and we're like, "Hey, let's get this back going." So uh, right now, it's hosted by JJ. Okay, he's uh, he's a pretty pretty big sports guy. He uh, you know loves Texas football. His uh, Houston Texans are his professional team. That's his team. Huh? That's his team. Yeah, okay. and he loves nothing more than to shit on Dallas Cowboy fans. <laughs> Um, not hard to do the past no, God, 15 I mean, years. Yeah, it, it's it's low-hanging fruit at yeah, this point. Yeah. You know? Um, Tell them to try harder. Find a different team to pick on. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, make it worthwhile. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we talk everything from, uh, I mean, UFC, stuff like that. I know on Mondays, because that's when we record, uh, I know the Tyson-Roy Jones fight. What happened uh, last night? Oh, you didn't watch it? Uh-uh. Oh, spoiler. You want a spoiler? Yeah. Okay, so for Fort Worth Roots listeners, we're about to talk about the last UFC fight uh, with Tyson and Roy Jones. Well, it was boxing. when UFC. Oh, was it really? They, they boxed. Oh, okay. I, I knew they were boxing, but I, th- I guess I thought UFC is putting it on. Mm-mm. Okay, so yeah. boxing. Yeah. Okay. Um. Play it, by play, how'd it go? Oh man, it went all eight rounds. Nice. Tyson looked fucking amazing. Like, I mean, it was it was. What's the age difference? They're within a couple of Tyson years. Tyson right? was Tyson's fifty four. Roy Jones fifty one. Oh okay. Uh, Tyson had been fifteen years since his last fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jones Jr. It was two like three? two years, yeah. two three years. Yeah. So, but Should've Tyson just, just dude. When I mean, you saw him, and he was obviously an old Mike Tyson. But it was still Mike Tyson. Yeah. I mean, he he didn't look near as winded as Roy Jones Jr. He'd be in his corner just panting, panting, and Tyson just, you know, a little more. He was he was so like laser beam focused on the task at hand. Damn, man, I it was this it fight. was amazing just seeing him in there, the way he was moving and dodging. And I mean, it was it was classic Tyson. Yeah. Um, he didn't. He, I don't think he got any solid lands with that trademark uppercut. Yeah. Um, but he. I mean, he so, landed some good hits. Uh, Roy Jones landed some good hits too. But his style. It was a little more sloppy on his part. But yeah. he he had a couple good licks on Tyson too. Yeah. So he was looking a little more wore out than Tyson. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And that's where like the conditioning surprising. came in. It's um, really surprising. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I had Tyson going all the way. So it ended in a draw. <laughs> yeah, which um, I thought. But was, they had some rules built into this, right? Like they weren't going to allow knockouts. They well, how are you? How are you going to enforce that? I don't know. Yeah. I, that's what that, that was. That my rule didn't make any time. sense. Yeah. So how are like, you going to make I mean, sure you pull some punches? Like, yeah. What? Give it everything, but only about eighty <laughs> yeah. percent. You know. Uh, and no, like they Go went all out. Way, but and, be careful. I mean, I would say that there wasn't any really holding back. I mean, considering yeah. these are fifty-year-old men right. out there, yeah. was was impressive seeing them the way that they were moving and, and swinging on each other. Um, but yeah, there was no cuts uh, because blood right. and all that, yeah. which was Ew. amazing. There's no blood. 
um, no timeouts. And if the Boxing Federation felt that it got too aggressive, they reserved the right to call it at any moment throughout so the fight. So was this supposed to be kind of a charity type thing? It was listed as an exhibition fight. Okay, which um, I don't understand the difference it, there. It, but It doesn't, it's just for show. Yeah. Like there's no belt at hand. There's no, there was, they even said there's going to be no declared winner. Um, but the International Boxing Federation still scored it, right. even though like it's not going on Tyson's record as a win or a loss, okay. or you know, it's just. So from the beginning, it was gonna be a draw. Well, this is where I'm kind of starting to think maybe they planned it that way the whole time, right? Um, because the the Boxing Federation said they were going to score it. There were judges. They were giving score updates. You know, Tyson took this round. Roy Jones took this round. Stuff like that. And towards the end, like round six, seven, um, it was close. Tyson was ahead. But then I, I don't see those last two rounds being good enough to bring Jones Jr. up to tie with tie i think tyson won if you were to have scored it how boxing is scored this seems to be what i'm reading online like yeah people giving their two cents on it yeah and i mean i'm not a boxing it. aficionado either i do enjoy watching boxing over like mma ufc stuff yeah. like that um but one of the pre-cards before that was uh jake paul versus nate robinson the basketball player what yeah, it was it was a celebrity <laughs> match that was the fight right before uh, Tyson. And Did these guys Jones. have beef, or they just kind of throw them in randomly? Kind of just threw them in randomly. Huh. Uh, the Paul guy, Logan Paul. Logan Paul, that's that viral internet yeah. guy. Yeah, right? that guy. Yeah. He's this was his third match. No, his fourth match. Apparently, he's pretty badass. I didn't have high hopes for him because, like, just looking at him, he just looks like a douchebag. Yeah, and I wanted him to lose just right. just because of that. And like Nate Robinson, like I used to be a big Celtics fan, and I mean the dude's you know he's strong professional athlete. Like uh -huh. dude, you know performs on a professional level. Right. And he he had never had a match. He had only been training for a couple weeks prior to this. No. Which once I found that out, I'm like, oh fuck, this guy's <laughs> gonna take him. And it showed because you know the way Paul was like kind of moving around, like he had some fighter boxing experience. Yeah. And Nate Robinson was trying to like hood fight him. Well, you know that he's done some fighting in the past, right? Nate Robinson? No, the other guy. Well, yeah, he he's had like Logan three Paul. uh three boxing matches prior right. to this. I think this was his fourth. Right. So he and takes, I had never seen him before. Yeah, he, I mean the way once I saw him get in there and start moving around and throwing some punches, I was like this. All right, this dude's got some experience. Whereas Nate Robinson, his he just tried to like hood fight him, like he'd yeah. charge him and start swinging on him. And a couple times on like Logan Paul doing that, he figured it out and started timing everything right, knocked him down like three good times you know yeah. one time got him right between you know right behind the ear and his body just dropped now did he have know? a pretty good reach on logan they had about the same did they yeah it, it just came down to sloppy fighting versus good discipline yeah like i mean that's what it was had he nate been a little more patient and kind of boxed yeah. i think it would have been a lot closer instead of trying to brawl yeah and yeah. that's what he was doing he would just charge at him and kind of swing wildly and even uh, snoop dogg was commentating he was like come on nate come on dog like <laughs> have some patience baby like snoop was pretty entertaining i missed a great card I yeah <laughs> like i was i was a little like because i'm always real weird when you get like a celebrity commentator because you get somebody in there not knowing how to talk about you know uh, you know translate it right. but snoop was pretty entertaining yeah like he was pretty cool uh, Martha Stewart do a cameo? She popped in. <laughs> no, she may have been there, but I don't know. Snoop uh, and Martha, they're they're pretty tight. Are they? Oh yeah, thing. yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, David, our co-host on the emergency exit, uh-huh. uh, has got beef with Snoop Dogg. Really? He, yeah. Like legitimate or just... I mean, just he doesn't like him because Does Snoop he, know about this? No. Well, then most, it's not real beef. Not, it's not yeah. real beef. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he, he doesn't like him, and every time it comes up, he's he will express it. Well, man, I know you've got another appointment to get to, and you said 90 minutes, and I've, I've used up that window. So Excellent. You want to drop any plugs before we get out of here? Um, just go check out emergencyexitpodcast.com. We just, well, we, I just implemented the ability to send us your email address, and you'll get a monthly newsletter. Okay. Uh, insider information, if we've got some um, behind-the-scenes clips, which we are working on, nice. you get exclusive access to that. Our newsletter is there. You can go to our Facebook page, Emergency Exit Podcast, and you know, give us your email that way. And I don't know, the next 10 people that get added to the list, I'll send them a free koozie. Free koozie, which, by the way, he was nice enough... This is the free koozie that you will get, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Just like I'll that. see one. that if you're if you're just listening to the podcast, you can see the koozie on the YouTube channel. This is what Brandon brought me. He's the second guest that's ever brought me something. So, thank you, Brandon. No problem. <laughs> Thanks for having me. All right, Fort Worth Roots. We will see you next week. And Brandon, thank you again. <laughs> Bye. Cool man. Excellent. Another big thank you to our new friend, Brandon Mitchell. Thank you for coming on the show, my friend. Thank you, sir. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I certainly did. We've made another wonderful friend here in the city of Austin. We're going to be here for a while, talking to cool people in the Austin, Texas area, finding out what's going on down here. Fort Worth Roots is a mobile podcast. It's always intended to be, and it will always be a mobile podcast. We're going to keep going places, keep seeing things, meeting people. That's the whole point of the show. So I hope that you will decide to come along with us on this wonderful journey. And we're going to meet more awesome people like Brandon Mitchell from the Emergency Exit Podcast. You can find their content at emergencyexitpodcast.com. I wanted to take a moment to say thank you to our international listeners. We picked up the GeoSavin platform recently and... The people from India have uh, found our show, and they're uh, paying attention. So if you're from India and you're listening to Fort Worth Roots, thank you for being here. And if you're from any place, including Fort Worth, thank you for listening to the show. Every time you guys listen in, uh, excuse me, every time you guys tune in to listen, it shows up on an interactive map. So I get to see the numbers populate all over the world. And uh, that's really fun to watch. So wherever you are and whatever country you call home, thank you for being here and for being part of the show. You add value and you make my day better every time you listen to an episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't forget, if you're just watching the video, you can listen to the podcast version of it, which I promise the audio is always better on that. We're on almost every network. Uh, I'm adding our show to all the directories little by little um sometimes it takes a while for the individual directories to upload our rss feed to their network so that's some of what the holdup is and then the other part of the holdup is 
maybe I didn't think that the platform you're listening on is uh, very popular, so I just kind of skimmed over it. But if you can't find this podcast on a specific platform that you want to listen to it on, just holler at me. It's media at fortworthroots.com. Tell me, hey, why aren't you on this one? And then I'll fix it. But it might take six months. I don't know. That part, that's on them. But we are on all the major networks, so that that should help. And like I said, we're on GeoSavin now, which that's got a bunch of Indian content. You might want to download it here in the U.S. Might have something on there you, you can't live without. Cool. That's it for me. Thank you all for being here. Don't forget these episodes are trimmed down a little bit um, to make it more digestible, easier for you to, to enjoy on your drive to work or or you're doing activities at the house, whatever. If you want more to each one of these episodes, there's a way for, for you to get that on our Patreon account. So, of course, we're Fort Worth Roots on every social media platform, and some of the social media I do better at keeping up with, but we've got a presence pretty much on every platform, except Parlor. I mean, we're on there. I went ahead and grabbed it. Uh, Fort Worth Roots, I think, is what I ended up with on Parlor, but... I can't figure it out. It's probably not that difficult, but I'm just not that smart. But we got it. We're out there. Um, But if you'd like to see something else, you'd like to see us on a different platform, or maybe you just got input to input (laughs) about the show, hit me up, media at fortworthroots.com. You can even send an MP3 file with a voice recording. Just think of it as like a voicemail. Tell me about what you think of the show, the individual episodes. And that doesn't matter where you're from. Portland, Oregon, uh, middle of India, somewhere over in New Zealand, wherever you are, you can send that stuff and there's a very good chance it's going to end up on the show. Unless you say something totally crazy, but even then, I, I like crazy. I jive well with crazy. So, Thank you all for being here. I'm going to shut up. Can't wait to see you next week. Thanks for being part of the show and... All right. Bye.